Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk all things sports even in these times where there's no sports going on at the moment but if you love sports too make sure you're tuning in every Monday and every Thursday for a new episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. Yeah, we just want to say thank you guys so much for choosing a guy and a girl talk sports to listen to because there are so many amazing podcasts out there and we just really appreciate all the listens. So with that being said, if you guys want a daily fix of a guy and a girl talk sports, go check out our social media channels. We have an Instagram and a Facebook. They're both GG Talk Sports. And if you guys really do want to support us even more, give us a little share, give us a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get the next episode. But with that being said, let's end this and get into episode 28. All right, so there's a couple of highlights that I want to talk about. And the first one is the 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame class was just announced. And there are some really, really heavy hitters that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's just talk about the first one and get this over with because it's sad, but it's also fantastic. And that is Kobe. Kobe just got inducted into the 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame, rightfully so. There are no questions asked about him. He's hands down maybe one of the best basketball players of all time. Yeah, definitely deserved. Definitely deserved. Sad that he isn't here to be able to actually be a part of it and to be, you know, recognized in the way that he should be. But, I mean, we all know he's watching. All right, so the next one is Tim Duncan. Do you want to say anything about Tim Duncan? Do you have any thoughts or memories? or? <laughs> no, I don't have much to say about Tim Duncan other than the fact that he is also another one who can't be argued as one of the greatest NBA players, especially in the postseason. He had a lot of success with the Spurs, so definitely deserved as well. And then the next one is KG, which I'll just say one thing about. KG's a man amongst boys, which in the era of basketball that he played, to be able to dominate and play as aggressive as he did, he's a man. So congrats, KG. And then the next one I want to talk about is a WNBA all-star, Tamika Catchings of the Indiana Fever. She was inducted. Coach Kim Mulkey, a three-time women's NCAA champion for Baylor. And then five-time Division II Coach of the Year, Barbara Stevens of Bentley University, Four-time NCAA Coach of the Year, Eddie Sutton, which I just have to say a little quick story. When I was little, I got to go see Eddie Sutton coach personally, and then I actually got to go into the locker room and get the autographs of all the players and him, and it was an amazing experience to be able to see just how somebody of that caliber operated, and uh, it it was a really cool time. So shout-out to him and his family uh, for that. And then former Houston Rockets coach Rudy never going to be able to say this name right, Tom Janovich, which is a two-time title winner. So just congratulations. There's there's more that are being added to this list, or I think there's more that were added to the Basketball Hall of Fame class. Those were just the ones that we just wanted to kind of touch on, just say congratulations to them. And if you were inducted and we didn't mention you, congratulations to you and your family as well, because that's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of big names in this year's class, but obviously, like we said, there's a few key ones that we knew were going to be in there, and we just wanted to touch on them and say congratulations. I wonder if they're going to have a ceremony. I don't know how that's going to work with all this going on, but regardless, congrats to them. I really hope they do. The second topic that I want to talk about is a lady boss. So it's South Carolina's head coach, Don Staley, who actually made history by becoming the first ever head coach in men's or women's college basketball to win the Naismith Coach of the Year Award after previously winning the Naismith Player of the Year Award. Yeah, that's super cool. We watched, I think, one or two of their games this year, and she just seemed like she was an amazing coach. 
And it just obviously was clear that her team bought into her coaching techniques and to just her program. So congrats to her. Super impressive to do the be at the highest level both as a player and then also as a coach, obviously. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. So just shout out to her. Shout out to all the players that she's coached during this time. And just shout out to South Carolina's program. So leading into our final highlight, this is just one that we've been doing on our own Instagram, GG Talk Sports, and that is the hashtag Jersey Share Challenge. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so we talked about this in our last episode that we were going to be posting a Jersey Share Challenge on our Instagram, and we did exactly that. We posted a photo and a video of us in some of our favorite jerseys and then tagged some people to do the same, and it actually kept going. People were tagging other people, and we saw a lot of responses already so far and some really great jerseys. It was basically our way of kind of getting reconnected to the sports community and to just our followers and those that we were following. And it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, it's been amazing to be able to just share some sports in a time that sports is completely paused. And that was our whole entire goal, was just to get kind of the negativity, not the negativity, but the sad talk of COVID-19 and and all the tragedies that are going on, to kind of just pause that for a second, throw on a basketball jersey or a hockey jersey or a soccer jersey or a football jersey or whatever jersey you have. I think somebody had a high school jersey in their closet, which that's badass. I would have worn mine if mine wasn't back in my parents' house. But with that being said, it was just really cool to kind of hit pause on talking about something a little sad and negative going on in the world and just kind of bring sports back into it. So thank you to everybody that has participated. And if you guys still want to participate, just use hashtag Jersey Share Challenge and tag us, GG Talk Sports. And you can also tag some other people you want to continue the challenge with and they can post their favorite jerseys too. There are so many good jerseys out there. So once again, thanks for everybody who has participated. We can't wait to see more jerseys. All right, so that kind of concludes today's highlights. The next segment is normally our GG of the episode, which is kind of where we hand a big fat L to somebody or an organization in the sports or in the sports world um, for doing something that we think is kind of dumb. And we're actually going to skip that again, just because we don't really want to share too much negativity on, you know, I don't know, during these times, not to mention people aren't doing too many things since they're kind of stuck (laughs) at home. We could throw a couple GGs to like some people that are talking crazy at home on on IG Live and this and that, but nah. (laughs) <laughs> for now and we'll just move into our one big topic of the day which is going to be part of nfl free agency because before we got hit by a tornado and before covid19 was all around us we had already started talking about what we thought was going to happen in free agency i would say kind of the big part that we covered was the quarterbacks because we knew there was going to be a ton of changes at the quarterback position across a ton of teams and some of the predictions we made Actually, I don't know that many of them happened, but some of them did, and some of them didn't. pretty off. So we're going to cover off on what's actually happened so far, because we all know there's been some big moves uh, at quarterback positions. Yeah, this was a crazy free agency, and not to mention crazy in many ways, because it's still going on, but players that actually have signed with teams are still needing to clear waiver for... um, Physicals and and all the necessary precautions, pretty much cleared exactly physically ready to play exactly, and so they can't do that right now because we're all stuck at home, and and so that means that a lot of contracts aren't getting signed, and a lot of players are kind of in limbo right now. So we're just going to kind of talk about the players that are for sure one hundred percent on these teams at this very moment and for the next season, unless they get traded or I guess cut or whatever, (laughs) or if they do what that offensive lineman did and carry multiple 
thousands or hundreds of pounds of marijuana. That's the GG. Yep, there it is. <laughs> that was the Browns' offensive lineman, guys. I think he was carrying. It was like 145 pounds of marijuana. I don't know. Fact oh, check us. Who knows? Long story short, let's get into some quarterbacks. I'm gonna say the name, and let's see if you know the team they're on now. Okay. Tom Brady. The Bucks. <laughs> Obviously. Teddy Bridgewater. It gets harder as we go. The Panthers. All right. Drew Brees. Still at the Saints. Ryan Tannehill. Still at the Titans. Mariota. Now at the Raiders. Ooh, I didn't know if you were gonna get that. Philip Rivers. Now at the Colts. Jameis Winston. No idea. <laughs> Throw a wrench in there. <laughs> Cam Newton. No idea. Another either. wrench in there. That's another one. That, I, I want to talk about that. Yeah, please talk about that. Uh, all I was going to say about that was that we don't know exactly where he's going to end up, and it's going to be hard for him in the super near future to end up anywhere because he is a big player who will absolutely need a physical to be able to sign a contract just because of how much injury he's had in the last few seasons and how much it's kept him from playing. So. We don't know how soon we will actually see him on another team just for that exact reason because that will be a 100% requirement for any team to pick him up, I would assume. Yeah, I definitely think besides Tua, Cape Newton is probably the second most important person needing a physical by a team because, well, let's just be honest with ourselves, Cape Newton's already proven himself in the NFL. Tua hasn't yet, so Tua probably is the most important person to need one. Yeah. But it's really weird it's crazy it's just something that we've never experienced before yeah and there's a lot of other players too who aren't we aren't going to cover in this segment but who have already been quote-unquote like traded or picked up by other teams but they can't actually finalize any of their deals because of those exact reasons and most of those players aren't really as needing a physical I would say as those two quarterbacks so hopefully we can kind of get back to the normal progression of things sooner rather than later for those players' sake. I have two more quarterbacks. Nick Foles. So he's at the Chicago Bears. Oh, I didn't know if you knew that yet. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was an XFL star. He's now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. P.J. Walker. Did he go to the Panthers also? Yeah, he oh, did. Boom. So Kyle Allen went to the Redskins. Yeah. And they brought in P.J. to be the backup. Yeah. And now Kyle and Allen, supposedly, I guess... My assumptions would be that he's going to now compete against Dwayne Haskins for the job. So that should be interesting. And I know that they also have come out and said that it's going to be an open competition between Trubisky and Foles at the Bears. Yeah, that's going to be a good competition. He's going to actually be in the starting position. So that will be an interesting one for sure. All right, so out of this list of quarterbacks that we've gone through, I'm just going to kind of ask you a random question. Out of all of them, who do you think has the most success this year? Out of all of them? Hmm. Um, I would probably say Teddy Bridgewater will have the most success because I just think that their new head coach from, what was it, from Baylor, um, yep. that I think that his style of play and Teddy Bridgewater's style of play will match up and mesh super well, which I think is the main reason they brought him in. So I think he'll actually have a lot of success, and I think he'll be bringing in a lot of confidence from what he did with the Saints. Yeah, so I think that that's going to be an insane combination. And you also have to think about Joe Brady who was the offensive coordinator for LSU previously, is now the OC for them. And he was with Teddy Bridgewater over at the Saints beforehand, so he's been with them before. And they have Christian McCaffrey, who we haven't even talked about yet, behind him. So I think they're going to be nice, but... What quarterback would you choose? I'm going to kind of... I just don't want to agree with you. (laughs) And I don't want to say Tom Brady because I feel like that's just the obvious move. So I'm going to kind of just throw this out there. I think Nick Foles might beat out Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. 
I don't want to say he takes him to the playoffs because I really don't think he will. But I think he has a good season. I, I, I want to say he has a good season. Besides okay. him, I would love to see Cam get an opportunity. My only thing is there's not really many spots for him to get an opportunity where I see him being super successful. Unless it's the Patriots, but they brought in Brian Hoyer, so it just doesn't make much sense for Cam to go there. Yeah. Because they've already brought in him, and they kind of said Jarrett Steinem is the truth. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know where Cam will end up, but I just hope that he gets another fair shot because I really think that if he can be, like, without injury, I think that he still has it in him to be the old Cam that we were used to seeing. Yeah, but if I'm going to go, like, a big name, I-, I would say probably, obviously, wholeheartedly Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady, not to mention he already has an insane offensive roster for skill players. Yeah. So it's hard to argue that Tom Brady's not going to go off this year. Yeah, so the big question um, regarding that conversation is who do you think will have the better record between the Bucks or the Patriots? Like, do you think that he's making the right decision leaving, and do you think that he will be more winning at the Bucks, or do you think that the Patriots will do better without him? So I think that the Bucks. I'm going to give you an answer to two questions. It's a terrible answer. People will be pissed. But this is the most accurate way I can answer it. I think that the Patriots have a better regular season record than the Bucks, But I think the Bucks go farther than the Patriots in the playoffs. Only because I think in the AFC, the Patriots don't really stand much of a chance personally. They're stacked. The AFC is stacked. I mean, yeah. they're young. And they're all rebuilding slash rebuilt. So I just don't see the Patriots doing much. But in the NFC, there's not too many. There's good teams. But there's not too many teams who I see just running them out of the park. Yeah. What about you? That's a good answer. I mean, I I have no idea. I think it's going to come down to who actually ends up being the quarterback for the Patriots. Because as much as I know Bill Belichick is a great coach, He's also a great coach that's used to having a really great quarterback. So if he doesn't have that, I don't think that they stand much of a chance no matter how good he is. So I'll come back to you when I know who their quarterback is. All right, so I'll ask this question then bouncing off of that answer. Do you think that the Patriots start off with a quarterback that's on their roster currently or somebody different? No, I think they'll end up with somebody different. Like I still do think that they could pick up Cam or maybe even end up with a draft pick that's a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't think it's I definitely don't think it's Brian Hoyer, no offense to him. No, he's a backup. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't see it being one of the people on their roster currently, but I have no idea also. <laughs> we'll find out. Let us know what you guys think because there are a lot of, you know, question marks next to all of these answers because honestly there's still a lot of time between now and the NFL season, which fingers crossed will start, which is gonna be a whole different topic once Teams kind of start announcing everything that happened from the conversation that was taking place with Donald Trump um, later in the week or later last week. So let's jump out of the quarterback kind of discussion real quick, and let's just go to everybody else. There's a lot of trades or a lot of free agency deals that have happened, but we just want to talk about a couple that are close to our hearts kind of, <laughs> or ones that really pissed us off, yeah. or ones that we just wanted to just talk about. So, And I don't know... Honestly, if every single one of these players has been physically cleared or not, so don't hold me to that statement originally, but let's just get into the first one. This was the biggest one that took place, probably one of the first free agency deals, actually. Yeah, it was pretty early on. And I'm just going to say his name, and I just want to have you react. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I think this is the stupidest thing. I mean, I agree with literally every single person in the entire world because I have not heard a single person say that they thought that this was a good move Yeah. Um, by Bill O'Brien, and that was the Texans getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, sending him to the Cardinals for 
David Johnson, and as much as I'm sure David Johnson will come back from injury and be great, that's not an equivalent trade. They didn't get any good draft picks either, like, in this deal, and they just basically got rid of their number one player, like 100% their number one player, especially on offense. And the biggest connection between freaking Deshaun Watson is DeAndre Hopkins. So without DeAndre Hopkins, we don't even know if Deshaun Watson is going to be at the same level. So I just think it was a stupid move. And I guess Bill O'Brien circled back like weeks later saying the whole reason was because DeAndre Hopkins wanted a raise. And I'm like, like, give him the freaking raise. I would also like to hear DeAndre Hopkins' thoughts. Like, did he actually want a raise? Yeah. What What were the actual... Because the media portrays things every, every which way that sometimes is wrong. Yeah, and I mean, the original conversation that happened was that DeAndre Hopkins said that, you know, Bill O'Brien compared him to so-and-so. All right, apparently DeAndre Hopkins denied that, though. He did say I that know, it I'm was denied. but I'm just saying that was the original but conversation. But true, true. There's been, like, 15 different things that have come out for <laughs> what the reasoning true. was, and we don't know if any of them are true. This is what Bill O'Brien's side of the story was, but it was weeks after the fact. Yeah, we just want the truth. We just, at this point, it doesn't even really matter, but it's no, already it all said and done, and now he is at the Cardinals, who were the absolute big winner in that trade. So my thought on this whole thing, Bill O'Brien made a Bill Belichick move without any Super Bowl rings. Because Bill Belichick's a cold-blooded killer. He'll, he'll make the, the move if it, I don't know, if he's rubbed the wrong way by somebody because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's Bill Belichick. He's done it already. Bill O'Brien hasn't done anything. He's led him to the playoffs and lost. Yeah. He can't make a move like that. Like, no offense to him, but... He's a GM who hasn't proven himself. If you're looking at that, because he's a GM, he's also the head coach. So you got to look yeah. at it as Bill O'Brien, the GM, and then Bill O'Brien, the head coach. And Bill O'Brien, the GM, just made a move that he's not qualified to make. Yeah, honestly, he's not really great as either. No, and so true. he probably should just focus on one or the other. And by making this move, I don't think he should focus on being a GM. So he should probably just focus on being a coach and let somebody else make decisions because... This decision didn't benefit them in any long term, like any any long term former fashion either. So no. it just was like a loss for them. Yeah, exactly. All right, I want to move on to another person because we we kind of took a lot of time because that is honestly probably the one trade that rubbed us all completely the wrong way. Which I'm sure I think it rubbed the whole entire sports world the wrong way. But with that being said, I want to talk about Stefan Diggs and Josh Norman now with the Bills. The Bills stacked up. I love it. I love the moves they made. My boy JB is in good hands over there in Buffalo. By the way, JB is John Brown, former Pittsburgh State receiver, uh, former teammate of mine, and I'm just really proud because he's going to be with a freaking amazing offense now. And I think it's going to maybe, fingers crossed, open up a lot of opportunities for him now that Stefan Diggs is there and Cole Beasley. Yeah. I mean, they just got a plethora of talent. I agree. I think this is a good move, and I think the Bills have like built their team in the right way. They've gotten key pieces. They made a lot of good moves last year and then just built on it even more so this year. So I'm excited to see what they do in this regular season and then hopefully in the playoffs too. Like They yeah. were close this year to getting through the first round, the wild card round, but we'll see what they do in the coming season. Agreed. All right. A.J. Green got the franchise tag. He said originally a long time ago, don't give me that crap. You now got that crap. Yeah, and I think that he was actually kind of fine with it. He said he wasn't going to turn down money just for the sake of not wanting the franchise tag, and he was good to stay at the Bengals. Yeah. So I think he just probably has a lot of hope that Joe Burrow will come in and actually be able to set up an offense that benefits him. So I would say 
he probably came back on his statement a little bit for a lot of those sorts of reasons, but I think it is the right move for him, and hopefully him and Joe Burrow can build a quick connection. Yeah. Assuming Joe Burrow goes there. Assuming. He's going there. I think so. I'm not exactly sure of the time frame that he said that, but I think he was probably pretty close to pre-Joe Cool. Like, I, I don't think Joe Burrow really became Joe Burrow at that time, and so I don't think he probably knew, like, hey, man, we're getting a nice quarterback out of this whole thing, and if I get franchise tag, then I'm stuck with some, no offense, Andy Dalton, who <laughs> isn't the answer. Yeah. So I, I maybe maybe that's why I said it that way, but either way, I'm really happy for them, and I'm still sticking to my claim that I do believe that Joe Burrow is going to come in, going to do his thing, and potentially... Now that the playoffs have kind of opened up a little bit, I think he is going to take them to the playoffs. All right, we'll find out. Let's cover off on, I think we've got one or two more. Yep, all right. So Jason Witten is now at the Raiders. Uh, Hang on, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's weird to say. This is super crazy because I just, I mean, can you imagine Jason Witten in any jersey other than a Cowboys jersey? Like, I just can't even imagine, imagine him on any other team. Like, he already retired once, came back only to the Cowboys, and then... I guess, still decided he wanted to play at least one more season. I said he still had some juice in the tank. After, yeah, coming back for that one season. So I think it's just going to be interesting to see how he does on a completely different team. And I think maybe it might be, like, really good for him. I think it's fantastic. Cowboys organization. For Derek Carr to actually have a nice check down, because don't get me wrong. Or Mariota. All right, sorry, sorry. I just think Derek Carr is a better kind of – he can sling the ball a little bit better than Mariota. But we also haven't seen Mariota – sling the ball so who knows but I think that Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota having two tight ends that are completely different but also very very unique in their skill sets is going to be a phenomenal thing for them because you got to think about it the original tight end that they had last year I forget his name but he was the the tight end that had the drug problem and had to go to rehab and now he's came back and and he's doing fantastic things he had an incredible year he's more of that downfield he can, super athletic. Super athletic. And Jason Witten is, he used to be that way, but he's now more of a, he's a smart tight end. He's going to do the right things. He's never going to be out of place. And he's going to catch, exactly. And he's going to catch the ball. So I think having those two guys together might be an incredible pairing for Derek Carr or Mariota, who both kind of equally so like to use the check down route a ton. Yeah, I agree. So it's going to be interesting to see his success outside of the Cowboys. And I'm just happy for him to have gotten another opportunity to play again. Agreed. All right, so this is the final one that we're going to talk about, but there are a ton more. So if you guys do want to have us kind of discuss a topic or one of the trades that happened, hit us up on IG, GG Talk Sports, send us a little DM, and we'll include it in the next podcast because we love to talk about things that you guys want to listen to. But with that being said, the final one is the Saints because I want to talk about the moves they made. They brought Drew Brees back. Yeah, I think that was the right call. They we, put, we said that one all, all along. All along. That was the right thing to do, yeah. Agreed. It was never going to not happen. Yeah. They gave Tyson Hill a first-round, I think, tender. So that means that he's there for this year. Yeah. And then they brought in Malcolm Jenkins mm-hmm. for the defensive side. Yeah. Love that pick. Yeah, he's I a agree. seasoned vet. Going to do the right thing. Going to be able to coach up everybody in front of him. Right. And then they also brought in another seasoned vet on the other side of the ball for Drew Brees to throw to, and that's Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I'm super excited about that one. And we actually watched an interview with him. I think it was on Get Up or First Take or yeah. whatever, one of these shows. And they were interviewing him and asking him, like, after a, I mean, pretty successful season with the 49ers, why did you choose to leave and go to the Saints? And he was basically just saying, like, 
I just want to go to a program that is very like offensive throwing heavy and I mean, why would you ever turn down an opportunity to receive a ball from Drew Brees? And especially while he, Drew Brees is still playing super well. Um, so he was super excited to be, be in that offense. And I think it's going to be really good for him, too. Because as much as he said he loved Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G was his boy, <laughs> whatever. But he said, obviously, their offense is not revolving around passing the ball as much as it is in New Orleans. So he was really excited about that. And I think it's going to be really good for him especially with his track record of being on offenses like that. Yeah, and no offense to any of the, the Saints receivers that were on their roster last year, but he now is the second receiver. They actually have two guys that can go out there and catch the ball besides Alvin Kamara out the backfield, which is a fantastic, just kind of, it really is going to open things up Yeah. for Michael Thomas, who already, I mean, we don't need to talk about his accolades from last year because no. the man was a beast. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a really great pairing. And I think Drew Brees, they're doing the right things. They're stacking up. Yeah, I agree. They're giving him one more chance, maybe two. He signed a two-year deal. Right. But they're they're buying all in. Yeah, and I mean, he's still in really great shape. He's still throwing the ball super accurately. And to give him two receivers who are going to go get the ball no matter what, I mean, like you said, I think that's just setting them up to be super successful while also still focusing on the defense to be able to complement offense really well so yeah. I mean they want to be in the playoffs and they yeah. actually want to win those playoff games yeah they keep choking they do keep choking and also get weird calls like true. I'm gonna hand that to that them is too. true it's not necessarily always choking but they end up in weird situations so they always allowed to be like up to the refs I was gonna say I think that they want to set themselves up to just be able to beat teams clearly enough to where you're never in that situation so I think that they're trying to do that yeah which is mostly no offense on their defense because they always put up I, I mean Honestly, they normally put up over 35 points a game. And their defense yeah. sometimes allows over 35 points a game. Yeah, so we'll so, see. But we'll I think see. that was a really good move to pick up Manuel Sanders, who also we're just big fans of, especially from when he was at the Broncos. Yeah, so. and just the way he carries himself. He's a really good just kind of person on and off the field. So yeah. congrats to him. Um, and also just kind of congrats to the Saints on the moves they made. And every there's All been a lot them, of yeah. great moves on every – I will say this. A lot of teams made the right moves. Like the Browns, I think the Browns made some great moves. Austin Hooper is a good pickup. Agreed. I think the Dolphins, they brought in a lot of good interior players. I think that was the right move. So a lot of teams have made the right moves. Cowboys, they're not making the right moves, but they're paying a shit ton of money. So we'll just leave that at that. Well, if you guys think the Cowboys are making the right moves, I would love to hear why, actually, because I just don't personally. Yeah, and and I would love to hear why, because sometimes... Maybe, you know, somebody can share an opinion that I didn't hear yet, and it yeah. might might turn me the other way. But Long story short, a <laughs> yeah. lot of teams are going to look very different going into next season, so it's going to be so fun to watch. Fingers crossed that it all Fingers starts crossed. in the right timing that we're expecting. We'll talk about that next episode if yeah. things are kind of hopefully announced. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see what happens, but until then, we're going to keep an eye out for all these different changes that happen. And like Chad said, if you have any specific players or trades or moves or teams that you want us to cover off on, send us a DM on Instagram, GG Talk Sports, and we'll make sure to include it in one of our next episodes. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. We hope that you enjoyed, and if you could, we would love to have you guys share it, review it, and don't forget to subscribe because we post, like Steph always says, a new episode every Monday and Thursday. So be sure to tune in, and we just thank you guys so much for always listening. And stay safe, stay healthy, and stay inside. Take care.